This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, guess who's back in the house? Yeah, it's me, actually. It's your favourite local... Weirdo, avec, trauma, con, potatoes. I fucking love a potato. Anyway, without further ado, please let me welcome to the stage. Season five, bitches. Tone, after the tone, after the tone, leave your name. A round of applause, please. Thank you very much. Sorry, actually, before we get going, what does the word applause mean? Well, I'm, <laughs> I know what it means, but where's it come from? If any of you fucking smart cunts call up and say it comes from France, I'm going to fucking knife you. I don't... It doesn't... It's like one of those words that you just think sounds so abstract that it's uh, it's not onomatopoeic for something... Anyway, do, do you know the word clap? Do people say that in other lands? Do they say clap? Just sounds like like a really common thing my mum would say. Clap. Anyway, hard-hitting questions over here. Welcome to the Not Yet Award winning. That's right, no awards here, please. Very overrated are awards. Very capitalist. So therefore, of course, why would we want any form of fucking recognition? (laughs) Welcome to the start of yet another series of That There Podcast about... Mentals, bumming, pissing yourself, chippy teas, nosy neighbours, why your mum's a cunt and the rest of it. Because, I mean, you all call up and tell us anything that's playing on your mind, evidently. Hello, my name is Scotty. This is my gaff and you lot will do what you're told, contrary to popular belief. And together with my friends Deb, Tim, Maya and... 
I said, and yeah, new person at the table, Kat, the uh, new person on the internet ones and twos, we bring you a weekly slice of something to take your mind off the fact that, well, the fact that we're all slowly dying, um, that Brexit's happened, there's a... There's no milks in the shop, plurals. Um, and uh, technically, everyone's left the heating on. And so planet Earth is hotter than going to your fucking nan's house. Um, but for some strange reason, you lot think listening to this podcast helps, which uh, is a bit weird. <laughs> but, you know, each to your own. Um, if you're new to the podcast, um, hello, just to let you know, it's not obligatory. You don't have to stay. Um, how it works is... For some stupid reason, I've given the general public my telephone number. Yeah, I don't know why. And what they do is they send me voice notes each week. And um, boy, don't they just. Um, So what you're about to hear, I'm also hearing for the first time. I have no idea what's about to come out of this, that their laptop that I'm staring at for the next 40 minutes. So I can't be responsible for anything that falls out of my mouth in that time. There's my disclaimer. Anyway, we're just coming back from a break. We've had a lovely holiday, granted, but... I think it's back to business because the people clearly need entertaining. So Tim, Tim's on the ones and twos this week. Debbie's um, swanning off. uh, I mean, I could make up a lie, but actually I think sometimes the truth is more absurd. Debbie's actually working for Jazz FM. (laughs) So while she's... What do they call it? Scatting. Um, I'm just listening to you lot talk about when you last shat yourself. So, Tim, (laughs) let's see what this shower of dickheads have got to say for themselves this week. Hi, Scotty. It's Holly calling from North Carolina. I'm actually calling en route um, from my parents' home in Canada to visit my boyfriend in New York City. I always call you when I'm driving, and I thought shouldn't break the trend just because the season is over uh the first thing i want to say very importantly is when i called emily in paris a masterpiece oh i was being sarcastic i really hope you didn't watch it and i'm so sorry if you did uh and then number two um when i was home visiting my parents for for context i haven't visited them in a while and since i've last been home i've done a lot of therapy and been noticing my relationship to the concept of leisure and that I only believe leisure is valuable if something comes of it. So if I'm, you know, knitting or or doing some sort of project or shopping and I buy something, that's when my leisure feels okay. But this sort of unproductive leisure of spending time on my phone or watching TV, uh, especially if it's something I've already seen, it just doesn't... I have these associations with laziness that I've been really trying to work on. And when I was home, I noticed the exact same behavior in my mother. You know, she would sit on the couch on her phone for 10 minutes and get up and say, oh, I'm so lazy. And she injured her knee, uh, dancing too aggressively at a wedding, of course, and um, couldn't, you know, be in the garden and couldn't walk for you know, walk long distances, she's fine, uh, for a couple days. And just the the self-talk that she got into about how lazy she was being and how the fact that she was taking care of her body as it was, was somehow um, bad. Yeah, I've, just, I've been thinking about that a lot. And since you are such a wonderful advocate of showing yourself softness and taking this time, 
I just thought I would share in case the story resonated with anyone else. And uh, to anyone who watched Emily in Paris, I'm so sorry. Oh, and I forgot to say hi, Tim, Maya, producer Deb, everybody. Uh, I'll be so happy to, to chat with you guys when the new series is back. Okay, bye. Oh, glorious. Oh, you know what? That is lovely to start with a familiar friend, uh, Holly from North Carolina there. Um, I just want to pick up there that actually don't always call us when you're driving. Often you call us when you're walking your dogs on the beach. Don't want to tell you how you do it, but, you know, I'm just telling you how you do. Um, What was making me quite nervous is uh, clearly in the states in which you are driving through, uh, driving and talking on the telephone is allowed. Um, I don't think you're allowed to do that in England, Shire. Um, they're quite anti it in Scotlandville as well. Um, so yeah, my heart was in my mouth a little bit, but I mean, you know what you're doing. Do you? (laughs) Anyway, it's lovely to have you. It's nice to start with a familiar voice. So I really appreciate that. On the way to New York City, look at you, a partner in New York City. It's essentially like an episode of Sex and the City, isn't it? Look at that. Um, Emily in Paris. Now, no. I hate to tell you, when people tell me, Scotty, you must listen to this thing, you must listen to this podcast, you've got to watch this telly programme, or you've got to have this book, you know, like, people have bought me books, and I will just be like, I am now going to be a stubborn dickhead, I will not watch that, because you've told me I should. (laughs) If people give me a recommendation, I'm like, I'm definitely not going to like that. So if you want me to watch something, just don't ever mention it. (laughs) Honestly, very true. Very true. So no, I haven't watched that Emily in Paris. Now, I really like the fact that you keep on calling it leisure, but we all know it's called leisure. All right, hon, just to let you know. Now, (laughs) Now, the guilt of rest. Very capitalist, isn't it? Now, this plays on me for certain um, reasons. Certain parts of my identity, it like sort of prangs up. One of them, of course, class. Ding, ding, ding. We're 10 minutes into the first episode. She's already mentioned the fact she's a common old witch. And the other one is fatness. There you go. We should play it after the term bingo. See how many times, (laughs) how soon in an episode I can mention the word common, fat and queer. Um, Because I think fatness often you are wrongly portrayed as being lazy in the films and on the telly and stuff like that. And so you have this sort of cultural rebellion within you sometimes to do the most to try and um, advocate against that, I guess. And the same thing about being common, I think this idea of constant survival, you know, I must, if I'm, if I'm not earning, I'm not surviving. And, um, so something I'm trying to learn is that um, the advocation of rest. But I would just like to say to you, uh, is it, it does take practice. You know, it's like anything else. It's like, I don't know, hockey. As if I've ever played hockey. <laughs> what a reference. But it's, it's like one of those things where you do have to practice at it. It doesn't come naturally to us. Uh, uh, oh, there you go. You've got a few there. Uh, oh, my God. This coffee's repeating on me. I think you do have to practice at it. And I wonder if anyone's any good at it. Because we're all living under fucking aggressive capitalism, aren't we? What's funny there, though, Holly, is you mentioned about me being an advocate of rest. And this has been something that's said to me quite a bit over the last few weeks. And I feel a bit ludicrous because I... um, Full disclosure, I can say things 
and truly make people believe them and not do them myself. <laughs> you know, like, I give myself such a hard time. People who say that all the time. Um, but because I, tr- I truly believe in the survival of people around me, particularly people who, like, call this space home. Um, but doing, being able to advocate for it and then doing it for yourself, two different things, isn't they? So I've got to practice at it as well. Hmm. Oh, hello, After the Tone. It's uh, good to have you guys back. I've missed you. Hope you're good, Scotty. I hope you're good, Debs, Tim, Maya, obviously, and all the regulars uh, down here at the pub. So because it's a new series, I thought, oh, by the way, it's long time lurking out here, piping up. Why the fuck not? First day back at school. Now, this is twofold for me. So the the first part of the story is going to be my own first day at school. So reception in the UK. So I was about four years old. You know, it's it's fine. I I didn't get too scared or anything. You know, I was all good. And then by the end of like the first or the second week, my mum gets a phone call and it's my reception teacher. And she's saying, um, Hello, we'd, we'd, we'd quite like to uh, just talk to you about uh, Natalie because we, we think she might um, maybe have a hearing impairment um, because there's been quite a few times where, you know, we, we've, we've given her instructions um, and then she hasn't followed them immediately or we've had to call her over and, and bring her over into, into doing group work. And my mum just started laughing because she was just like, no, she can hear you perfectly fine. Yeah, she's choosing not to because clearly, even at the age of four, I was like, "No, I ain't doing that. I'm gonna do my own thing." Like, so um, yeah, the rebellious streak started early. But also, now I am a teacher myself. The shoe is on the other foot. So here's my second story. When I first started teaching and I had my first day, obviously very nervous when you first start any kind of job or career, and uh, you're standing there, you've got your audience of you know thirty kids in front of you. And um, I just got in a bit of a panic. You know, I think the social anxiety kicked in and I just was like, I don't know how to present myself. And even though I had like a script in my head, I went off script and then forgot the script and then essentially corpsed on stage, you know. And <laughs> I ended up uh, telling these kids, like spinning them, just all of these lies. And it, I, it just got so out of control telling them that, you know, I used to be like a theatre director and stuff. And that, that's a fucking lie. But it's a massive, like, like talk about exaggerating the small truths. Just to try, and I'm like, who am I trying to impress? A bunch of fucking 12-year-olds. Yeah, that's low self-esteem. Anyway, hope you guys are good. I hope that you all have uh, had a lovely break and uh, a good bit of time off. And, uh, yeah, take it easy, everyone. Love you. Bye. <laughs> I really love the idea of Nat getting up there and trying out like a couple of little gags for the twelve-year-olds. Hi guys, I'm uh, I'm new here. <laughs> Is this thing on? <laughs> excellent work, excellent work. Long time lurker, Nat. Great. Um, first day back at school. Now I think there is a medical term for what um, you experience as a child, which is, uh, I mean, in my family, we would have called it ignorance. But I think they call it glue ear. It's where children um, choose not to hear stuff. Well, they called it glue ear back in my day. I don't know what it's called now. Um, and this first day back at school, because, of course, first day back at term for after the tone, this was really reminding me of my first day in school. 
And I remember I went to a Catholic school, if I had mentioned that before. And so my teachers were nuns or sisters. Um, and I remember going into um, Sister Mary's class reception. So you would have probably been like four, yeah, four or five. And um, very gender segregated. And the boys were playing on the carpet. I remember one boy, I can't say his name. Let's call him Tony. Oh, no, that's his name. <laughs> we'll call him Tony. Um, was playing with Thomas Tank. Thomas Tank was quite uh, all the rage. All range. All the range? All the rage. It was one of those. And um, the boys were playing with these Thomas Tank things. And uh, I tried to go for one. And they said, no, you can't because you're a girl. Um, which, you know, I mean, at the time I was like... Um, <laughs> this is news to me, but okay. Um, and so then I r- remember reaching out to the girls, and then they told me I, w- I spoke like a girl, um, but I was too, I was too girly. It's too girly. That's what they said. Can you imagine? So I, yeah, quite early on, um, I realised, oh, oh, okay. Either I have to perform something, or be something else, or do something else. So yeah. Anyway, that's that's quite a traumatic story to tell. It's just sad, isn't it? It's the way that kids behave. Um, but anyway, Nat, lovely to hear from you, long-term lurker. Now, this is just a little shout-out, because if we remember Nat from last season, we'll know that Nat called up to say, I've listened to this podcast for a really long time, but I haven't ever picked up the blower. So, look, if Nat can do it, look you too can do it, okay? So all you need to do if you want to join in the fun is get on the WhatsApp and send us a little WhatsApp voice note to 0788-200-3420. Do it. Hello, Scotty. What I want to do is tell you a spooky story. I hope it's not going to be too long. <laughs> so in my cousin's house in Wales, there's a rumour that one of the the women who lived there in the past was a white witch and she was buried in the walls and the rumour was she walked up and down their big landing upstairs a big Victorian house like you know really long landing and she would uh, disappear into the bathroom so next to the bathroom there is the bedroom another bedroom which became the guest bedroom my auntie and uncle still live there my cousin lives there now (laughs) a bit weird but oh well once when my auntie and uncle still lived there so this is about 10 11 years ago when i was a teenager i stayed there and i was up reading harry potter can't remember which one it was but i was reading harry potter um and it was like two in the morning and i suddenly hear a whisper outside my door saying my name um and i was a bit like what the fuck like everyone was asleep like they'd gone to sleep hours before me and um <laughs> it just sounds so ridiculous when I say it because I'm not even sure I really believe in any of this stuff. But um <laughs> I um sat there for a while, scared shitless basically. <laughs> Suddenly from somewhere I got the courage to get up and go have a look, <laughs> make sure it wasn't me cousin messing around with me. Still might have been. But um I opened the door. And I am, well, I'm not sure of what it was, but I am sure that I saw a white shadowy outline in the bathroom. Yeah, (laughs) but it might have been my imagination, but who knows?
Hello, new person. Who are you? You didn't say who your name is. I think you're a first-time caller. I'm going to call you the Spooky Scouser. Um, now, I quite... <laughs> do you know what I enjoyed about that story? I quite enjoyed the ins and outs of the sleeping arrangements of a house I've never been to, of people I have no idea who they are. <laughs> well, she sleeps in that room, and my cousins sleep in that room, and my auntie, well, they still live there. <laughs> now, uh take home from that story is I've never read a Harry Potter. Um, why? I- I don't know because I'm a grown up. There you go. Do I believe in ghosts? Hmm. I don't know. Do you know what? Catholicism is a strange one because as a child it makes you believe that you are responsible for the life, death, and crucifixion, aka torture, of a gay man. Um, but uh, and also he he rose again. Um, and, you know, so at some point in his life, he was a ghost. But as soon as you sort of think that ghosts exist, oh, no, that's some pagan shit. A very bizarre relationship. Um, but then you've got, got all these statues of dead people. And if you ring a bell, you know, and put a bit of incense around, apparently they'll come to you. So, you know, what do I think about um, ghosts? Uh, when I was 15, my friend... I can't say her name. My friend did this... Um, reading for me because she's a one of those clairvoyant people where she's got a, a better name uh like a spirit guide or something like that uh, you know like a Derek Cora and um it kind of freaked me out a bit so I don't really know I mean I've watched a lot of Most Haunted which if you live outside the UK is a bit of a telling program where somebody who was fr- from children's television um sits around in the dark with night vision on on some camcorders from like 1993 uh, essentially trying to scare people. Um, but it makes great viewing. So, do I think the white shadowy thing you saw in the bathroom was a ghost? Or do I think it was a shower curtain? I'll leave that with you. Hi, Scotty. Hi, producer Deb and Tim and Maya and the rest of the gang. It is Grace. I am... I'm feeling like absolute shit. <laughs> I got homophobically abused on the tram in Nottingham last week and aside from that being horrible and traumatic, the police have managed to not act in time and now the CCTV is lost and they've just called me today to say they're not pursuing it. And it's really fucking rough. It's really rough. I'm really angry. It was... A group of kids. I'm I'm 26, um, so I'm a child myself still. But these were children in school uniform, um, secondary school kids, and I'm really struggling with the thought of punching them all in the face. <laughs> oh, I really hate admitting that. I guess I have a question, which is. How do you experience shit like this and not carry that hate in your heart with you? How do you how do you get over or release that anger without punching children in the face? So I'm I'm devastated and I'm angry, but I'm gonna be absolutely fine. It's um yeah, it just gets really fucking complicated for me when I think about my sibling because 
I am a cisgendered white middle class woman and I happen to be wearing a rainbow mask and I have a tattoo on my wrist and that made me visible and that's how they knew that's how they knew I was a gay <laughs> as they so kindly put it um but my sibling doesn't have any fucking choice you know they they look visibly trans like six foot three <laughs> and they haven't got the support that they need yet to present how they would feel most comfortable and I'm just so aware of how vulnerable they are I want to run around punching children in the face to protect my sibling from the world and how it is and I feel like knowing now that the police are going to do nothing they might say they care but I don't believe it they didn't try they didn't try hard enough Grace, hello. Thank you so much for calling back. It's lovely to hear you again. Now, homophobic bullshit is such a fucking annoying dickhead, isn't it? Um, Where to start? Allow yourself that anger. I think so quickly we often place this expectation upon ourselves to be anger-free, to have that anger disseminated and for us to be back into being productive human beings. And do you know what? Hold on to that fucking anger. Allow that to inform your way forward. I mean, I'm not advocating for you to punch a child in the face. (laughs) What I'm sort of advocating for here is to sit with those feelings and to be like, yes, this is unjust. Yes, this is unfair. Yes, this shouldn't have happened to me rather than putting that focus um, of, you know, the work or your experience of this um, being about you getting over it. It's like, no, you were a victim here. This shouldn't have happened to you. And it's okay to feel anger. I think anger is a really justified emotion. Violence, of course, that's another thing. But anger... I think it's really justifiable. I think often as queer people, when we are targeted in this way, we often um, preface our stories or our experience with, I was wearing or I was holding a partner's hands as if, because for some reason, we feel because of what straight cis society has told us, that therefore makes us uh, vulnerable and allowed to be picked on. And I just want to say, you're allowed to wear whatever fucking mask you want. You're allowed to tattoo your body in however, whatever ways that you want. And um, you are allowed to hold the hand of whoever you want. Now, I say that knowing full well that those things make us vulnerable. But I don't want us to um, exist in worlds in which we have to limit or squash ourselves. Um and we do we do all the fucking time because we have to and do you know what the reason why I bring that up is because I'm hopeful that there are straight allies straight friends who are listening to this who are so outraged that just because you wear a rainbow mask that you can be the victim of homophobic crime I you know that is no news to any of us who have experienced it but I hope that fucking like wakes up 
some fucking people listening to this. And so when you say, oh, you know, I reported it and it was all for nothing, like, I disagree because you came here and you've shared that story. And I think it's going to fucking enrage people. It should fucking enrage them. If they're not enraged, you listen to the wrong fucking podcast, sweetheart. Okay? You know, like reporting it no matter how ridiculous that that police system has um the police of nottinghamshire have like failed you that becomes a crime statistic which helps and aids um queer activism and uh lgbtq charities who can collate that data and hold truth to power so None of this is helping you in how you feel now, for sure. None of this is going to take away that upset and that anger. But I just want to remind you, like, you're so generous as a sibling. You always come here and it's you always think about what it is for your sibling. And I just want to say for a minute, Grace, sent yourself here for 10 minutes. It's all right that you are feeling these feels and it's okay for you to be a bit self-centered and I don't mean that in like a a negative way I mean to center yourself a little bit within this one because you just need to process it babe anyway I'm really glad that you came and you brought this with us because I'd like to open this up as a wider conversation a wider debate about the things that we do to um limit or um quiet down our identities for the to make it palatable for other people that aren't us. And I don't just mean that in queerness or transness or gender or um, fatness or, you know, like I'm I'm thinking really broadly. So if anyone wants to jump in on this chat with lovely Grace, I think that, that might help us. Lovely to hear from you, Grace. Look after yourself, please, babes. And I think that feels like a a good place to have a little bit of a breather and uh, to have a little bit of a time out. I mean, it's lovely being back, isn't it? It's like putting on a pair of old shoes. Granted, they're somebody else's shoes, but equally, it feels lovely. (laughs) Coming up, we pick up where we left off last series with a story about a disastrous party. There's another first day at school story and Pooh Person is back. Mmm... Also, at the end of this series, we're going to be doing an After the Tone talent show. So we are wanting to bank your calls of your talent. Now, that talent could be anything, okay? Absolutely anything. It could be a poem. It might be a song. It might be uh, a sound recording of you doing juggling, skipping. I don't know. You know, you're the ones with the talent here, hun. So if you would like to be included in the After the Tone end of season talent show, what we'd love is for you to just send us a voice note whenever that talent is happening (laughs) steady steady and we will save it for uh, the talent show but let's see before that what you lot have been um, bitching about us on the internet and there's a review here from m cali i can't believe after the tone is just one years old here's so many more episodes thank you for helping us queer mentals laugh through the pandemic and beyond for showing that you can talk with care and candor uh, lovely. That was candor for you. And sad and sticky and important experiences whilst keeping your sense of humour. Thanks for making me hungry with all the chippy tea chat too. Ha ha ha. Scotty, producer Deb and the rest of the team, you are superstars and you give me hope. <laughs> Isn't that lovely? What a lovely review. Um, where have the rest of the reviews actually, guys? You've just been sat at home, sat on your hands thinking other people will write reviews. 
Uh, we've got a lovely uh, couple of tweets here as well. One from Catherine. Amazing series of After the Tones. Thank you, Scotty, producer Deb, Tim, Maya. I feel emotional and hungry. Until next time. And a lovely one from Jesse, which says, I have a favourite new show. It's called After the Tone. 400% would recommend. You can't recommend something 400%. It's only 100%. That's that's the most you can... 400 isn't a thing, okay? So it's almost like you're taking the piss there, actually, Jesse. Um, 400% would recommend this to a friend, especially if you're queer and or a general weirdo of any kind. Listen when I'm sad or stressed and it makes me feel held. Thanks. Oh, isn't that lovely? Okay, I take it all back. Uh, remember, you too can pull your finger out your ass and say something nice about us on the internet. Um, hashtag after the tone POD. And if you follow that, you'll be able to find our new social media accounts. Ooh. Anyway, you now know what I'm going to ask you because if we were in a real pub, you'd definitely buy me a drink by now, wouldn't you? Because either you'd be looking at my tits or, and you might be thinking, very charismatic human being, I want to buy them a drink. So if that is the case, why not buy us a round over on the Patreon? It's the only way that we're able to keep the lights on and to keep this space going. So if you want Series 5 to be a season, then don't be a tight cunt, okay? Get over patreon.com forward slash after the tone. If you can, you can. If you can't, you can't. Right, let's get back to it. Sooner we can get on with it, the sooner I can leave and get on with my life because... Contrary to popular belief, I do have other things to do with my time. Okay, sweetheart. Hello, everybody. Um, I wanted to call up with party thing, party things, stories. Um, it's Gemma here. Hello. Uh, the first thing that came into my head was that every time something goes wrong at a birthday party, it's always one of the straight men. And never, like, the teenagers, the young people, anyone else, the women, nothing. Always the dads, the uncles. The first one was my cousin's 18th. She had... God, there was loads of us there. We had this hall, and it was, like, three levels in this hall. It was massive. And it ended up being all the dads that got pissed. And my cousin's uncle, so he's not my uncle, uh, was absolutely paralytic, and he was... He'd collapsed at the top level next to the window and the ambulance came out because he literally wouldn't move he was breathing but just laying there like out of it and his wife who literally like the size of a six year old was kicking him in the stomach she was so angry with him and all the other 18 year olds were just like partying down the bottom like and the ambulance turned up he was too big to go on a stretcher so they had to carry him out in this giant sheet and it was like why is it always the men that just take it too far you know and then the other one was always my dad as well but the worst one with my dad our parties were always fancy dress and my dad was paralytic because he was trying to keep up with all my mates from school doing shots of the spirit that had the gold in it I can't remember what it's called so the, like the gold stuff inside, like it cuts your throat or something. So then like the alcohol goes into your bloodstream quicker or something. My dad, you know, he, he was a wimp, really. He couldn't do shots. And um, he did these shots with all my mates. And then while we're clearing up, my mum's sweeping the floor. And we look over, we think my dad's messing about. And we see these silver platforms on the floor behind the bar. Right, Tony, get up, Tony, Tony, Dad, Dad, get up. And he's lay, laying on the floor, passed out, almost swallowed his own tongue, was going blue. 
and my uncle literally slapped him around and brought him back to life. But he was dressed as Gary Glitter. <laughs> oh, we shouldn't laugh, but... <laughs> Well, Jem, you're very right. Do you know what I mean? Blokes are so fucking hard work in a party. Do you, do you know what I loved about that story? Is it made me, reminded me of all those times you used to hire a hall for a birthday. Usually on my estate, it would just be like the little tenants hall that you had. Um, I remember from a 12th birthday, I felt like the coolest kid on the fucking estate. Because when you turn 12 in my family, it's a big thing. Because it's like, you're becoming a teenager. So on the estate, I'd invited like all of my friends. And I sort of had this cultural capital where I was like, mm, I don't think you're allowed to come. And then people would like be nice to me just so they could come. Well, a DJ... We booked a DJ from, like, the local DJ hire place that was by the bus stop. And um, this DJ turned up, and I think he thought he was going to be playing an 18-year-old's birthday. Well, um, <laughs> no, mine. But, uh, so all he had was house. But I was quite obsessed with, um, you remember, like, Ibiza Uncovered was this television program that, that we had to hear in Englandshire, in which, like, it would basically follow, like, 18 to 30 holidays in Ibiza and all the shit that they used to get up to. But it was, like, safe enough for me to watch. <laughs> but I used to really love the music from it. So luckily, you know, he had all this music. Anyway, for my birthday present, the DJ gave me Little Louis French Kiss. Now, if you don't know what that song sounds like, then find it. And then you'll you'll realise why, why that's weird. Hi, Scotty. It's... Um... It's it's Shane. <laughs> Sorry, I've, I've had. Listen, um, I saw that he was asking about school embar- embarrassing. Was it embarrassing or funny school stories? Anyway, first days back at school, right? So, set the scene first. I was already out of school in the East Midlands, mining village, little school, right? About I don't know seven, seven or eight something. And then for some reason, my mum and dad decided to take me out of that school. And I was always weird anyway at that school. I was managing it, you know. So then they took me out of that school and sent me to Derby to this Christian school. That was weird because then everyone was making fun of my accent because they were all like these posh Derby people full of Christ, you know. But anyway, one time, this isn't actually this isn't actually the story because this this what I'm telling you now is a story about what happened at that school. But then I'm going to tell you about the first day because it wasn't my first day, but I remember, do you know that chant I think it was an advert for something called Ariston, but I don't know what it is. And it went on and on and Ariston. <laughs> Can you remember it? I don't know what it was. I think it was a washing machine or a a Hoover or something, but I don't know, whatever it was, it went on and on. And, and I can remember being in the playground chanting that on and on and Ariston. And we were, I was like walking around and then I got some kids to join me. Like they were like, well, I was a kid. <laughs> like some weird Pied Piper of Aristotle. But they like all joined behind me, like two or three. And then it ended up being like seven or eight. And then the chant changed to something like on. And I really remember this in my mind, this chant on and on a mucciesteron. And I don't know what a mucciesteron is, but that's what we were chanting. And then I really remember this. This teacher flung open the windows of this big house thing, leant out of the room and she went, Cease that chanting or something. Cease that chanting. Devil worship. 
<laughs> she kind of said like devil worship or devil worshiper. I can't quite remember. It was just so funny. Oh yeah. So then they took me out of that school and put me back into the one when I was 11, secondary school. Oh, and it was just horrible. Absolutely awful. Cause so I got there an hour early. Two reasons. I live really close. To, well, I lived right next door to the school and Oh, you know, just Virgo and just wanted to get there early and stuff. So um, I got there dead early, like an hour early. And the headmaster put me in the library and he said, wait there, read a book or something. And he gave me a book about tennis, which I've got no interest in. So I just sat there for an hour, like flicking through this tennis book because I had fear of moving. because I was just like full of anxiety and everything. But then they forgot about me, completely forgot about me. And he started the introduction and like all the other kids arrived and went to the hall and then apparently, because I wasn't there, like 20 minutes in, he went, oh, I've forgotten name, insert name there, me. So then he came to the library and got me. And then I had to walk back through and like the door was at the front of the hall where the stage was. And everybody was looking at me and I absolutely hated it. And my shoes were squeaking and I was dying and I was bright red. And I could hear everybody whispering going, oh, is that, is that Sansa, is that Sansa? Like, because he'd said my name. And then some of them had remembered me from the school, pre-Christian devil worship school. And then I sat down and they all just turned around and went, are you? I was like, yeah. And then they went, yes, it is him. I knew it was him. I knew it was him. So from like, from that day, I was always like the weird one who walked in at the last minute to this horrid school. And we lived next door to it, but I had to walk around a long way because boys would like throw stones and stuff and ink on the shirt. That's not even a funny story. That is a really sad story. Embarrassing, sad, weird story. Not even funny, is it? Muki Esteron is funnier, isn't it? Anyway, welcome back and goodbye. It's shame. It's shame, by the way. I'm sorry. I am. Um... Bye. Uh, hello, Shane. I Are you new round here? Are you? I don't know, because you said you're from the East Midlands. I don't remember having an East Midlands person called Shane around this gaff. So, you know, if you are going to walk into this room, new people, please do announce yourselves um, as being a first-time caller or a long-time lurker. You know, which other one? Uh, I I really loved you whispering, Christian. (laughs) It's nice to know Christians of shame as well, or recovering Christians. Uh, I, too, also went to a school which was a bit like Dalton Abbey. Um, My mum was like, right, you're going to a school which I have to get two buses to and a train. Oh, my God. Because it was a better school and because it was a Catholic school. Now, just as, you know, let's start as we mean to go on, everybody. Just a little bit of a reminder here that Shane's helpfully reminded us. Where Shane was like, I got there because, you know, early because I'm a Virgo. No. No, 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 no. We'll have none of that chat here, okay? You don't get somewhere early because you were born at a certain time of the day when a planet was certain distance away from this planet, okay? That is not a thing. We need to stop with the, oh God, classic Libran. We need to stop with it, okay? We just need to. Because you keep on fucking going on about all the stars and the moons. I'm going to fucking knife somebody, okay? It's just the sky. It is just the fucking sky. Okay. End of rant. Um, I really... I I have no idea what that Hoover advert was. But I quite like it. (laughs) I quite like that you, you put a teacher into their own demonic chant by doing it. Ten points. Well done. Hi. 
Yeah. I'm glad you're back on Thursday. I missed you. Just ringing because I rang at the start of this year. Post fight with my partner. And I'm just sitting in my car outside a rental property now. On the afternoon of our fifth wedding anniversary. Having just told him I'm leaving. Um, I've been thinking about it for weeks and uh, we were supposed to be going away and I reached a limit this morning and for the first time genuinely felt unsafe and just did it and I'm waiting for my brother-in-law to come so I can get more of my stuff out of the house. And it wasn't as scary or as angry as I thought it would be. And yeah, I, I, I don't know. And one of my first instincts was, oh, I need to, I need to let the regulars know, which is probably, <laughs> it's obviously an indication of how important you lot are to me. And I have been feeling your absence for the last couple of weeks. So I don't know what's going to happen now. Um, I'm going to go stay with my sister for a while. Beyond that, I don't actually know. I'm a newly single uh, 42, 41, Jesus, I'm aging myself, 41 and a half year old. It's all uncharted territory. And now it's really raining and I'm sitting in my car. And, yeah, the clouds are descending. But, yeah, anyway, guys, I'm so glad you're back. Oh, bless you. Do you know what? This is why I fucking love this podcast. And you'll never hear me say that explicitly more than once a season. Because I just, do you know what? I just fucking love how much trust and love and care you all have for each other. So there's that. I, you know, your call from last season really stayed with me. If you're new to the podcast or if you can't recall the call, this person called up and um, it was a stream of consciousness that was so beautiful and full of like very quiet rage and anger um, at a partner who we now know to be an ex-partner um, that it just really stayed with me. And um, I'm so glad for the update. And I don't really know what to tell you apart from, and I hope this lands in the right way, but congratulations. And what I mean by that is advocating for yourself, for doing the thing that can feel really dangerous, but is about your survival, doing the thing that can be really scary, change, but minding yourself, because that's what that comes from. That comes from thinking, nah. I can't do this. I'm not safe. And so I sort of just want to acknowledge that and be like, look at you. Look at you looking out for yourself. So, yeah. So uncharted territory, for real. New, scary world of new possibilities and new things. Yeah, scary, but also very exciting. And it's, I'm glad to know that there are people around you who are able to help you navigate this. So be it the 
brother-in-law who can help um, with the facilitation of getting your things and, uh, you know, ensuring your safety whilst um, you're doing that. But also like, you know, just hanging out at your sister's. And yeah, I think, you know, things are obviously over the next few weeks going to be um, difficult, new, lots of stuff to navigate, some end of uh, relationship admin, but fucking good on you. That's what I want to say. Well, if you were here, I'd give you a fucking like, I'd give you like an angry Irish auntie cuddle in which you're suffocated by breasts. <laughs> and if you know, you know. Do you know what I mean? So thanks for letting us know, particularly when um, I'm sure there are other things on your mind. Hello, Scotty. It's me, J Man. For the viewers that um, might be new, or couldn't quite recall the boy that sharted himself at um, a Coventry house party when I was 15. Um, anyway, just by coincidence, ain't this fake? Tell me it's fake or tell me it's fake. But, oh yeah, I'm in the bath. I forgot to tell you. Anyway, um, after the tone is back, and guess what happened tonight? I nearly shut myself. Didn't shut myself, but nearly shut myself this is what went through my mind oh my god i'm gonna crash <clears throat> oh my god shall i stop driving and shit myself because <laughs> you know because you've got your muscles on your legs not on your bum cheeks yeah and then and i was using the clutch and the fucking brake you know so i could like i couldn't hold it in so it was like i could just let go of the pedals and then like save the day and then i thought oh my god have i, have I already shit myself and then after that, I felt like I was pregnant and about to give birth at any minute. And I was like, had to open the windows and like, <laughs> till I got home. And it, I got, it was like two minutes of that. And then I couldn't get the key in the door quick enough. And it was so bad. The worst ever, I think, especially in a car anyway. Also, one more thing, big, <laughs> quite urgent disclaimer that um, I really hope you don't edit out, <laughs> actually, because come across as um, a big shitty freak. But um, I don't just go around wildly shitting myself. I just have a lot of problems, you know, um, controlling what I eat and what I shouldn't eat and and just repin the rewards, or should I say the punishments. Um, and just for a bit wider context today... Um, this all came about because um, I had a really ritzy steak and eggs for brunch because it's Sunday. Um, and then I just went around my friend's house and had um, a really dodge uh, Korean. So both of those together um, created that. I'd like to say quite an isolated incident, but I don't think isolated is the right word. Um, possibly go with... Just unfortunate, I suppose. Semi-reg. Semi-reg. Okay, bye, Scotty. <laughs> I really quite like the fact that you are becoming our regular charter. <laughs> I just, I've never met somebody with such available shit stories. Um, so graphic as well. So I love the fact that we've now got one in which uh your need and desperation for having a shit happens in a car rather than a house party. I wonder in which other contexts um you might be um needing a poo over this next series. Um in a bath? Oh, I'm glad you cleared that up for us because I thought you were in fucking space station. Oh, I thought you were in the the channel tunnel. 
I'm glad you told us you were in a bath. Couldn't have worked that out from the fucking sound of the echoes and the sound of a running tap in the fucking background. Made me think of one of my favourite sexual health adverts in Ireland, which is um, (laughs) diarrhoea or shigella. <laughs> and there you go. That's all you fucking get in for this week. You've had more than enough to wet your whistle and to get you going. Oh, let's not talk about wetting whistles after that shit story. Um, what a lovely time. So much honesty, so much truth. Also a bit of laughter and a lot of love there. I think we need to give to our lovely friend Grace and um, hope that road to recovery and to the um, sitting with anger is okay for you this week. And um, remember, if you want to join in, all you need to do is pick up the WhatsApp, pick up. <laughs> Pick up the WhatsApp. As if it's like a child. Pick up the little baby WhatsApp and um, open it up and send us a voice note to this number. 0788 200 3420 And support us on the Patreon. And get backstage access to more knobheads like you. If you've heard anything that stirs your conversation... Um, all your bowels from um, this uh, this week's shows. Get in touch. It's very easy. It's a bit of a laugh. Um, if you also want to join the conversation online, hashtag after the tone POD, and there you'll also be able to find our new social media channels. Exciting. And remember, we do need to keep the lights on because contrary to popular belief, this doesn't fucking just magically make itself. Patreon.com forward slash after the tone. And right, Debbie's back next week. So um, I'm sure we'll have some more um, scat jokes within there. If you've got any jazz stories, feel free to send them to a different podcast. I've been Scotty. My friends have been Tim, Maya, Debbie and Kat. And um, we'll see you next week as we roll out the new season. Oh, it feels nice to be back, doesn't it, Hans? Sort of. Tone, after the tone, after the tone, leave your After the Tone is hosted by me, Scotty, produced by Debbie Kilbride, vice producer Tim Bano, assistant producer Maya Miller-Lewis, digital producer Capril. ATT is a Debbie's production production. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 